Very pleased to be joined now in the studio by the president of the Blue Mountain Village Association, Andrew Siegler. Good morning, Andrew. This summer has kind of come to a close. It has. Unfortunately, but you had a great summer and you had a great end to the summer this past weekend with the Guitar Trail. Oh, yeah. It was an incredible weekend. Um, Guitar Trail, hike and music up the mountain trail, the Sheepdogs closing it down with an an epic concert that was a packed house. Uh, It was a really, I think, a great example of what we do best and what our region stands for. Uh, Great outdoors, enjoy the escarpment, uh, great culture, music and a good time. Something interesting that the Village Association does and is able to do is tracks the demographics of the people that visit, especially in the summer months. What did you notice this summer that stood out to you? Oh, there's a lot of insights that we've gained this year. And, you know, starting with talking about the Guitar Trail is a really great example. Um, You know, a lot of people would be surprised to know that the median age of our visitor in the summer is about 46 years old. I think people might assume it's a little bit older. I was surprised, yeah. Um, And in fact, the cohort that that's growing by uh, the largest amount is actually that uh, age 35 to 45 cohort. Hmm. Sorry, no, 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 no. Uh, visitors under 34 is the one that's <laughs> growing the most. I, I guess I'm betraying my uh, affinity to my own age category. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, visitors under 34 grew by a large number and represent about 30% of visitors. And then the next cohort, which we often call Generation X, which is sort of 35 to 45, um, is another 40%. So uh, we're skewing younger and a lot of younger families and a lot of uh, folks from the city are, are coming to visit. And so, you know, bringing bands like the Ship, Sheepdogs who kind of appeal to a wide variety of, of tastes is, is really important. And it's interesting because these aren't only people from here in Ontario, here in Canada, but they're from all over the world. Yeah, 20% of our visitors actually come from international destinations. Um A lot of that has to do with visiting friends and family. So we're really blessed in Ontario and particularly the GTA in that we have such a diverse uh, population and folks who've come from all over the world. So um, oftentimes uh, new Canadians have families who visit and when when their friends or families visit, they want to take them and show off their new home and they Mm -hmm. want to show off great places. So sometimes that's in the community they live, like uh, the GTA, but oftentimes it's going and experiencing that little piece of Canadiana and Blue Mountain, uh, Collingwood area, the South Georgian Bay is a perfect example for that. So we see that happening a lot. And interestingly, it's not that different from how we all uh, uh, work here as locals. Um, most of our friends and family come to visit us for the same reasons. And we often spend most of our summers and winters entertaining and showing off our, our community. So it's a good example of where we actually have a lot in common with our visitors. These statistics, do you see them as positives? Do you see opportunities for growth here? They're, they're all positive. Information is power, so they say. And uh, there's a ton of opportunity for growth, particularly when we're looking at uh, the fact that our destination is attracting young people. That says that we have relevance. The fact that we are attracting one of the, the, the most important cohorts, which is young families, mm. uh, because that means we have lots for people to do. Um, one of the other trends that we're seeing is the size of a group is growing. A few years ago, the size of our groups in the summer were about an average of six. Now they're about an average of 10. Hmm. So that means that uh, families are traveling together, friend groups are traveling together. So there's a lot of opportunity there. And in the diversity and in the mix of visitors, that is a huge opportunity. Um, we're hospitality driven, which means we're welcoming, which means we welcome visitors. Um, when you have such a large um, population of newcomers who are discovering us and coming here that is only a good thing 
And because that is the growth curve of the province, and in fact, the country in terms of population growth, we really have to be relevant uh, and meaningful to, to those individuals, and we are. So that's a great opportunity. Something I found very interesting, obviously, being in the media industry is how these visitors are consuming media, especially social media. Yeah. So, so social media and internet use is big. Our visitors spend four hours a day online. That's a significant amount of money. Compare that to only two hours a day on television. If you go back five to 10 years ago, those numbers would have been staggeringly different. Uh, a little good news for you guys, actually. Uh, radio is about 12 hours per week. So uh, that's a good thing. And I think it, it, it's an example of how uh, some very uh, traditional and mainstream media outlets still have a lot of resonance. But um, that social media use is big. And when visitors are here, they are mobile phones are no longer just something that they have and that they check when they're checking in on their messages. The mobile phone is is now the equivalent of a travel guide. It's now the equivalent of your of your concierge in your hand. And we see that the majority of folks are using Facebook, YouTube. Um, those are the two uh, top channels. And that's about connecting and sharing and, and accessing content. Um, interestingly, number three is LinkedIn. Really? LinkedIn. And I know a lot of businesses might look at that and go, well, okay, that's that's a, a place where people sort of like talk about their professional careers. But if you think about the fact that we have this large labor shortage and the fact that the third most heavily used platform of our summer visitors is LinkedIn, I see that as an opportunity to reach out and, and actually find some new employees. Um, the other one, over 50% of people are, are using WhatsApp while they're while they're traveling and i think that whatsapp is a is a platform where people can uh share messages they can have phone calls but you don't have to rely on your data plan and you're not using your long distance plan so it's this great app that allows people to be connected to home and when you look at those groups of 10 who are traveling together it's a way for families and groups to stay connected very easily so even if a large group comes together to a destination, maybe they're they're doing separate things. Half of them are going to a winery, half are at a restaurant. They're still connected, and there's that ecosystem that we need to be thinking about as a as a visitor and a group of visitors are here. Okay, so we know based on this data that our our visitors are diverse. They come from everywhere. They come mm-hmm. from different backgrounds. How is the community and the businesses of the Village Association stepping up and showcasing our diversity and openness to this? Well, it's a, it's a great question. In fact, our summer visitors, 55% are visible minorities. Uh, and, you know, namingly, you're seeing folks of South Asian, Chinese, West Asian, Arab descent. And um, uh, smart businesses, not just in the village, but in the, in the community overall, are, are looking at that and, and trying to find unique ways to be as relevant as possible. So it's looking at your menu options. It's looking at uh, with larger groups, do you have seating capacity for larger groups? Do we have vegetarian items on our on our menus to appeal to different dietary tastes? And also things like clothing assortment. Um, you know, all different opportunities to just be more relevant. The, again, though, uh, I think we are more same than we're different. Mm-hmm. I mean, these these folks who are coming here are, are largely coming as either friend groups or uh, as families. And I think at the end of the day... That's why they're coming here, because we offer what they value. And guess what? We value the same things. Uh, it's just that uh, we have different cultural experiences. So um, it, it's, it's leveraging that. I also think, and I used the word Canadiana earlier, and culture. And one of the things we do really well here in our region is we, a lot of our summer programming is all about cultural expression. It's music. It's art. It's theater. 
And uh, that resonates whether, you, whether you've lived here all your life or whether you're coming from afar or whether you're of a different cultural background. So culture has a way of binding and uniting. And I, I just see so much opportunity in that we have all that uh, in our community. So it's, it's leveraging it and, and also being welcoming. Finally, let's circle back to a topic you touched on earlier with the issue of the labor shortage. And mm-hmm. I think something that probably adds to that is the lack of attainable housing. Correct. We've talked about it with you in the past. What's the latest on that? What's your feeling on you know prioritizing attainable housing in our communities? Well, I've been seeing a fair bit of momentum across the board. Uh, actually, our labor supply task force is just working on a community update that we're going to be sending out very shortly that's going to talk about the gains we've made in transit, uh, some of the new uh, programming that's been launched at Georgian College, uh, and some of the moves on attainable housing. The Town of Blue Mountains has done a really good job of um, accelerating its plan via its Attainable Housing Corporation, uh, and there's some great uh, community consultation happening right right now on that front and the housing corp has made some commitments to build units both rental and ownership so that that's really strong but i think i I think there's a paradox that we are going to be confronting in a big way in our community and it is this our economic growth actually depends on our residential growth so most of the lands that we have in our region are are earmarked for residential uh there are some pockets for industrial and, and other for and other other types but uh, more houses, more people, uh, more tax dollars uh, is what is our is what our our community is built and designed and zoned for, mm. and we need to be able to leverage that and and optimize that, and that means we need to have housing for people in different stages of life: young people, young families, seniors, the gamut, people with uh, modest incomes, people with high incomes, um, and that's going to. Uh, advance our service sector, whether that's restaurant, whether that's hospitality, whether that's healthcare. I mean, we are in the services business in the region at the end of the day. Um, And yet the paradox is we are afraid of development and we are concerned about development. So our biggest opportunity is also our, one of our largest fears, which means we have to get it right and we have to communicate more. So uh, our economic prosperity actually requires us to confront that paradox and uh, I see some movements in that front. A lot of towns in our region are doing economic development studies right now as we speak. And, uh, you know, industrial sectors being identified as the pathway for economic growth is important, but so is optimizing our development potential. And we have to have really good conversations about it. Andrew, if people want to continue the conversation with you about any of the topics we've talked about today, or if they want to find out more information about what's going on at the Blue Mountain Village, where should they go? Yeah, bluemountainvillage.ca. You can find our phone number, email addresses. Call me, email me, tweet me. Happy to chat. Andrew Seward is president of the Blue Mountain Village Association. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining me this morning on Talk of the Town. Thanks, John. It was a pleasure.